guys are ridiculous. Mod Rats Podcast, episode 10. We hit number 10 and it's New Year's Day. I, I actually did something 10 times. You Oh, you actually did something 10 times? Besides masturbating. Everybody look at Juliet's shirt. This is a milestone. Stoked all day. New Year's Day. So, Podcast um, 10, stoked all day. Thanks for I'm joining Thomas. us. I'm Thomas. This is my co-host, extraordinaire, producer, rock star, whatever. I don't know what the labels are, people. All the labels. Uh, co-host. All the For things. sure, Juliet Lamar. Lamar. Slasher Roberts. Uh, Slash Slasher. 20 other names. I have a lot of aliases, so a good lot. fucking luck finding mm-hmm. me. Yep. And then we have <laughs> Chella, Chellaru, Chelitsky, Moo Moo Cow Girl. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not hungover today. Not hungover no, at all. So feeling thanks, um, crystal clear. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful um, first of the year. And producer. Water. Chella producer. <laughs> she likes to call herself the producer, but so um, <laughs> what do you guys do for She's New not Year's? Producing milk. Oh my goodness! What did I not do feeling? for New Year's? <laughs> oh, get it, girl! I know you got wow. that New Year's kiss. You get that. <laughs> Made up for all that Christmas blues. Oh yeah, no, I love I love the New Year. I love New. Well, this New Year I hope is gonna be good, but I just love New Year's. Just celebration. You know, it's a lot of shedding. People like to be mm. be full That's of a word. shedding. Yeah, people like to they like to shed their old selves and come into the new year and they have all these goals and resolutions mm. and then plans and everyone's so fucking positive and I love it. Even Get a girl. All right. Even if they're full of shit, I think it. Fake it till you make it. What you what you think is is you know your reality. So if you're sitting there and you're motivated, and even if you're never gonna go to the gym, but you're like, yeah, I bought new workout clothes and I, like I got it. a gym membership, I'm gonna do it. So for at least a week, you're gonna be so stoked. <laughs> so New Year's is your favorite holiday, right? You said that last podcast, right? Well, Halloween. Yeah, uh, Halloween's my absolute favorite, but New Year's yeah, is really is really second. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just a good transformation. Just you know, no, uh, (laughs) just the transformation aspect of it, which I just realized is also probably like Halloween. People can really transform. In the New Year, people are all about you know looking ahead and learning from the past. And in Halloween, you're like, I'm somebody else. You are an actress. Yeah, (laughs) like I don't want to be me. I don't want to be me. What about you, Tom? Tom, you got any New Year's resolutions? Oh yeah, yeah. I got a lot. Mental health challenges that's a good one mm-hmm. and a good mental one. health goals and um yeah this year is gonna be my year yes i'm gonna make it my bitch make it your bitch I bitch mean. i'm a cow oh my god that's gonna be in the back of our mm. head mm-hmm. that's what i played at my party last night all night long hey got the <laughs> We're good. So, so mental health goals. So you're going to make 2019 your bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm meeting with this lady. Her name is Dr. Hyla Cass, and she's an unconventional, conventional. Well, she's conventional in that she's had her degrees and MD. She's an integra- integrative, holistic, uh, medical. She's a regular MD, but now she practices in integrative, integrative medicine. Okay. Because after like 30 years of being a psychologist and a psychiatrist, she realized that. Like 40 or 50% of her clients were medication was their problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she started realizing these patterns like, oh, this person's on this drug or Paxil, this, blah, 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 blah. So she's kind of quasi semi retired, and a friend told me about her. And I uh, had a consultation like on the phone because I, you know, I had put my feelers out there and just like, oh, is this 
whatever. She has a line of supplements. She was on Dr. Oz, yada, yada, yada. Oh, she's one of those famous L.A. doctors. Could be, right. So, But I, she's the one that's helping you through your journey getting off of your meds, right? So I'm working with another guy who's oh, okay. more conventional, and she wasn't disparaging or dismissive of him. She's like, look, he's just using the tools that I was that's, – that, that's in his toolkit, like – I'm coming at it a whole other way. I'm like, well, I don't want to step on toes. She's like, oh, I step on toes. <laughs> I am anti-pharma unless you have like schizophrenia or bipolar. You do not need to be on meds. I'm like, what about depression? Oh, that sounds that? a little judgmental to me. Well, again, 40, 38, 40 years doing this. And it, she's like, oh, so you, what, you can't run every morning or exercise getting your heart rate within 80% of your maximum heart rate for 30 minutes every day, then tell me if you still feel depressed. Mm, like mm-hmm. she is, she is towing the line as far as I, I want to say homeopathic and, but more integrative. I'm totally that homeopathic way of being and thinking. She's not anti-med. I mean, she's a medical. She sounds hella anti-med. She, she's anti-pharma. And, and it'll give you an example. Why, in the eight, like Ritalin, why do pharmaceutical companies go to the principals and underprivileged oh, inner city cool schools and go handshake with the principal, try out these meds, do med trials on these kids? They do that? Yeah, they fucking do it. And they did it. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I forget. I'd the... be really interested to see how many Jeez. people of color like, oh. kids are on um, meds. Staggering. And how many. I would honestly think it would be more likely to be like middle income middle class white kids okay so this that have access to stuff like that i'm, I'm but not maybe i'm wrong all right I'm, i see both sides yeah i'd like yeah. to know i didn't i do a lot of research but i'm just going to share what i think no, i know so let's frame this with i'm Cite not an it, expert <laughs> tell me your sources so one i'll start with this and i'll try to stay coherent there was never a fucking level playing field if yeah. you were wealthy in the 60s and the 70s you had a fucking tutor to help you with your SAT and your college exams and your entrance exams or your region, regents exam mm. or your math problems or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So before they were prescribing Ritalin and doing this shit wholesale, there was always <laughs> never a level playing field. If you had money, you went to better schools, your parents could afford and you were privileged, you were going to stay. And, and it, oh, the cream always stayed at the top. And I'm not saying the cream was actually worthy or deserving of cream. I don't even ne- drink milk. It was. Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. Oh, man. Continue. Daggers. She's daggers. Um, yes, so, it's very obvious. But so, cute. Yeah, so that's quite ch- obvious. So, Chella, what you, so what you were introducing was the notion of who's using the Ritalin. It's a study drug. Big time study drug. So, rich... Yale, Harvard, Ivy League college kids. Oh, that's the new. That's the, that's the new playing field. Mm, so this is the new Kanye. R- yeah, <laughs> this is so they're getting Ritalin Jesus. at age six and they're on it to maintain. And and so how can you comp- How can I compete with a healthy kid who may or may not, who's got a rich doctor giving him Ritalin, and they're doing a study session or in your Dan's field, they're sitting there coding on fucking Ritalin. Mm-hmm. He can't compete with that. So, or in um, the market, stock market, you got people trading 16 hours a day. Well, isn't that cocaine in the stock yeah, market? It's legal. It's legal. Choice of well, it's meth, meth, methamphetamine. Yeah. Okay. So, the track that I see you're on right now is that medicine's being overprescribed but, to people yeah. who don't actually need it. And I'm totally yes. there with you. Totally there with so, you. But I don't understand the people who do need it and also the, mm-hmm. the differences with how it affects people of color versus white okay. people. Because people in color don't have a voice, they don't have an advocate. And it's like, oh, we have to get all these new standard bullshit tests that they all have to get higher scores. And they have a bunch of 
uh, unassisted, underprivileged, uh, single black moms raising them. Their kids are running around. They're not able to focus or whatever. They're in shitty schools, expected to sit all day, not exercising enough in the first place, given crappy meals pumped up with sugar and bullshit if they're mm-hmm. even given food, and they're expected to sit and focus. So these pharmaceutical companies would go in, shake the principal's hand, give them this Ritalin So you think or if they Adderall, have a shittier school, they're more likely to be on medication? They're more, they're more, I'm not, hold on. They're more vulnerable to being lab rats and tested by the system and prescribed and wholesaled and diagnosed. Can you a school your, prescribe that to children? Oh, they can strongly urge it and put them in touch with yeah, uh, fucking... Yeah, my mom is a preschool teacher for, um, or was, she recently retired, but okay, so now I'm seeing your point a little bit. She was a preschool teacher for um, uh, low-income, fam- at-risk families. Specifically, they had to have a low income to be able to get this free state-run preschool care. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was never able to be like, here's a prescription, but yeah. she would notice with some kids. But like... That's crazy. I, I can't imagine someone actually being like, all of your kids need drugs. Because my mom would have one or two kids that would be like, look, I have 14 kids, twice a day, two classes... I can't take care of this one. He obviously needs right. to be on some medication. Well, if they if they, if they gave an incentive, very complicated. If they gave incentive to the teachers. So up no, in, they don't give incentives to the teachers. That's crazy. Okay. There could be. <laughs> That's kick, crazy. We don't know what the kickbacks. No, are come on. Now were. you're just talking crazy speak. Oh no, I'm not. Now. I forget the documentary. I want to say um, prescription nation or as prescribed. One of them. Oh, as prescribed sounds right. Documentaries are bullshit. Not all of them. Yeah, exactly. Some of them are. Well, this guy was talking and he had, he uh, worked for pharmaceutical companies. He's now 80 years old. He does not give a fuck. And he's like, yeah, I would go into these schools in the inner city and go here, try Ritalin. And everyone loves the results of Ritalin the first couple weeks. Right. And it's like, so urban area, bunch of black boys. Can't sit still. They're hyperactive or whatever it is. I want to let our, all our, our viewers know that we're speaking in crazy generalities right now, but I'm going do on, continue. I, I didn't do a deep dive. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, who's going who's gonna to say anything? Yeah. To poor inner city, African-American inner city school in the Bronx or Harlem. And yeah, they were giving them out like fucking M&Ms. And the kids were, they go, how do you feel? And they would go, oh, it's the math medication. And then they were getting them hooked on it. Fact. I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna write down. What did you say it was called? Adderall, no, Ritalin. I think it's called the, as prescribed. As prescribed. I think. Or prescription nation or um, yeah. um, something thugs. <laughs> but Ritalin thugs. I'll just say this: that the medic since beef, up until 1969, uh, pharma was out of control. Then they did some. I forget to see. I didn't know we were going to go down this thread. But why don't we prescript- save this topic for another? Because okay, I want to do some research. Gonna, and why don't yes. you talk about your personal experience with you coming off meds and like where that journey started? Because like, this is something you're an expert in, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to if you I'm don't want to, ex- but you have to. Well, I just want to say this that yeah. Adderall and, and focus drugs, like the movie Limitless, helped open up this thing of like this study drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. So from Silicon Beach to kids in Harlem, it's now at the highest amount of prescriptions being given out for ADHD, ADD. Hmm. And it's a $13 billion a year industry right now. And that's a fact. That's a fact I'll stand behind. Yeah. We I'm can sure visit it's the rest of it ever later. in a lot of different places. Yeah. But, you know? yeah. So, yeah. So my mental health, back to my resolution. I was going to yeah. say, I was like, where did this come <sighs> Full circle. So I'm trying to get New off Year's of benzodiazepines. I'm trying to work with this lady. I'm putting her name out there because if she's as good as it sounded like she was on her phone and I did 
all my feelers. Like she was, I was putting out questions, and she's like, "Oh, you have comps." You, she just knew shit that it wasn't just something that she was reading from a benzo post. And then I was like, "Oh, I tried this supplement called L tyrosine." She's like, "Oh, that must have felt like speed for you." Mm. How does she know that? She's a doctor, and that's what she's paid to know. I don't know. Because she's a, a doctor that gets people off of, you know. How long has this journey been for you? It seems like we've yeah. been talking about this for a while. It sounds I like know. hell. Fuck, it is hell, man. Honestly. Are you saying like a month or two? Or? Is no. there changes? No, it's been longer than a month, right? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't realize it. Uh, so all this terminology. So I was given, uh, I had my first like severe panic attack when I was 20, 21. They were giving me Xanax. I was taking the Xanax as needed. Mm. And uh, it was making me irritable and agitated. Didn't really like it. And if anything, I noticed my anxiety actually increased. So it wouldn't just be like anxious, like getting on a train or on a plane. It would be anxious, like waking up at three in the morning, having a panic attack. For no attack. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that now I realize is called interdose withdrawal. So, okay, explain what that means. So when you stop taking the Xanax? Right, so yeah. when you're not on an effective dose or you don't oh. hit. So most people ramp up. They just keep popping and they're taking nine, ten Xanny a fucking day. Oh, she's your liver. M- or more. Right, and they do that with opiates. Like, I need more, more, and more, and more. I didn't ramp up. I just stayed where I was at. So I was never getting effective coverage. But also having withdrawal. Right. And then I would get what's called interdose withdrawal, where my body would start. And here's what's insidious about benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines, when you go through detox or withdraw from them, cause the very symptoms that most people take the benzos for Mm. in the first place. So that's why so it's a been shit on, show. On these meds for years and in the years same years. amount. So it's kind of like a car. Okay. Some cars need, you know, repair because they got a shit ton of mileage. And some, you can have a new car sitting on your driveway with a thousand miles on it. If it's ten years old, it's still ten years old. Yeah, that's my problem. So I didn't mm-hmm. ramp up. So I've had over the years different doctors not know what the fuck they were doing. Try to get me off of it, and that's called mm-hmm. kindling. And mm-hmm. then. Going back on is reinstating. And this is called iatrogenic injury, neurological harm, yeah. mm. brain damage. So, Damn. yeah, it's brain damage. I, so, getting off of it now, yeah. I've, I'm working with this guy. He's great, Dr. J. I told you about him. Uh, he's definitely not pro med. He's not hardline anti med, but he's like, oh, well, let's do this. And he intelligently got me off of what was called clonopin. To Valium, because Valium has a longer metabolic and a longer mm. half-life in the body. It takes like 100 hours. So it's, it's a more consistent, more level way to taper off. Like let's say mm. you're boozing it, 10 shots of vodka a day. We're going to switch you from vodka over to wine, and maybe the equivalent of 10 vo- g- yeah. vodka would be 30 glasses of wine a day, and then we'll remove those super slowly. Yeah. So that you don't go yeah. through interdose withdrawal, so you don't go through kindling. And then it doesn't matter. Once you're off, some people, they just get protracted withdrawal anyway. And I'm praying I don't get that, but like acostesia. And then this is ironic, telling women about this, because women are given this for pelvic pain, mm. uh, postpartum stuff. They're just prescribed benzos. <laughs> Half the people in the benzo groups are women that were given Ativan or this or that because their hormones were fucked up from having a kid or yeah. or birth control and all the things we mm-hmm. talked about, like just pre- given and prescribed by, the, uh, by an MD. Back to the point, like doctors don't pres- – uh, school teachers don't prescribe. They just make suggestions like your right. kid can't sit still. Right. We think he has ADD or something. Go get him checked and out. And you're yeah. an inner city kid with whatever, right, pre-Medicaid. 
and Medicare, Obamacare, pre all that stuff. And that's when the bulk of this was going on, 80s, 90s, 2000s, up until recently. Now it's becoming more what uh, the movement is called informed consent, meaning, hey, I'm going to recommend this benzodiazepine or I'm going to recommend this opiate. But just so you know, they're addictive as fuck Mm -hmm. and that you shouldn't be on this for two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I've noticed a lot of doctors aren't so good at like telling you what, you know, don't. Don't um, take these antibiotics if you're on this birth control or don't like, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. like, right. so hey, here, the interactions are what kill you. I mean, the interactions between drugs are yes. what, what kills you and, and what's harms you. Yeah. A medical doctor is not they also don't look, There's so many uh, the cracks that, that appear and things fall yes. through. They, I mean, even if they did know everything, they don't have the time or the knowledge to know all of the interactions. Correct. Correct. See, that's another problem that I, I recently did a story on. Um, the, how healthcare is becoming kind of like technologically advanced mm-hmm. in a way. There are all these different apps and things you can do. So I interviewed the CEO of, uh, it's an app called Heal. Um, and he was telling me, he was giving me the 411 on healthcare and how when, um, oh, I hope I get these words right. Um, I'll get the general basis of it. When, um, you know how when you work for like Mace Public Schools, you get your health care through your employer. Mm-hmm. That didn't always used to be a thing. So when that started happening and you had these gigantic companies that were um, giving health care to their employees, you also had like all these doctors now because of the deals that these companies have worked out with them. It's like, hey, if you um, will we'll recommend our patients, our, our employees, to see you specifically, we'll give them a list of 10 people, you'll be on there, if you give us a discount. So we're only going to pay, you know, the 100 instead of the 200. So now these doctors are like, sure, we'll do that deal. But now they have to see 40 patients in a day instead of 10. And now they have all this extra paperwork. Mm -hmm. So on top of being rushed to see patients, you guys have all been to the doctor and been Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, here I am 20 minutes late and I only have five minutes, so I can't really talk about this. They're being rushed. Doctors are being... Uh, underpaid, and so they have to take on more patients as a result. And I'm, I can guarantee people who have uh, less resources and less access to more expensive, better healthcare. Like if you're in the, I was on, um, what's it called? Medical mm-hmm. is the government funded insurance mm-hmm. for a little while after I lost lost my job when I moved here. And goddamn, is the healthcare not good? Um, I don't mean any offense to yeah. medical doctors, but it's just such a struggle because they have so many people and so little time and yeah. they're getting way underpaid. Mm-hmm. So those doctors then even have less time to be like, hey, here are the side effects. And by the way, I don't think you actually have, mm-hmm. you know, ADHD, yeah. but you, you don't think, need it. Yeah. yeah. Here are some other options. Nope. Just here's the meds. This is what you think you need by. So now I can see your point. And they can't, and they yeah. can't look at the um, interactions either. Mm-hmm. They don't have time for that as well, which can Let kill people. Yeah. I don't know the statistic at all, but I do know it's very large. Um, the amount of deaths per year caused by medication interactions Imagine. on accident. They're and not people trained. Just die. Again, that's the point. Medical doctors are not psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. They may be a little bit familiar. Mm-hmm. They may know some contrary or paradoxical effects or all this stuff. But ultimately, they're not the penultimate person to go to yeah. and sit and go, hey, I'm on this different med cocktail and I'm feeling weird. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Xanax to help me sleep because my Adderall has got me focused during the day so I can work. And it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. And her approach yeah. for me is like let's unpack everything because I've been trying all these other meds ah. to kind of create a blanket so I don't lose my shit yeah. withdrawing from this. 
And she's like, those were heavy drugs. Like, that's doing more harm. So just a different approach because I'm starting to get desperate. <laughs> I'm like, is she? She was, sorry. She's fine. She's scooting her chair over. Um, we're good. Yeah. Um, so mental health resolutions for me, and uh, it's not a sensitive subject for me anymore other than the opportunity cost is just extreme. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, missing my kids. I've not been functioning the way I used to. I don't know what it's personally cost me. Like, but let's just say if I go and I do go there, like if I didn't have anxiety for the last 20 years, where would I be? What would That's I do? That's not a fair thing to do to yourself. But it's, but it kind of is. Cause let's just, let's just say this lady is right and we'll find out like, Oh, do these supplements, do the stuff. Oh, it's your endocrine, your thyroid's a little off, your hormones are a little off. Like this holistic approach works. And I realized I could have done that 10 years ago. I think everyone wishes that though. Yeah, but all you have is now. And so if if it works, I really hope it does because then you can just fucking move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, instead of looking back. All right. And I just want to add, I just want to add one other thing. What I, what really gets to me the most is I have like, you know, I want to be inspiring. I want to be hopeful. I want to be a positive person. And I just mm-hmm. see all these people, and, and, you know, and they are inspiring, but I'm like, I wonder how they would do if they took one milligram of clonopin for six months. Let's see this by like Ben Greenfield. And I like the guy. Like, I, I think he's encouraging. And he's like, he's a, a biohacker, mm-hmm. you know, and he's perfectly ripped, uh, you know, shredded, ultra marathon flesh dude, you know? But I'm like, you know, and he has all these different things. He's doing radiant saunas and clay this and all that and just like traveling the world. Just a fucking happy, just healthy athletes, dude. And, 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 and bless his happiness. But I want to see how tough some of these influences are going through this shit. Well, I, you know, like, I, I find a lot of Not that I'm that. the biggest victim and I'm not playing that, but it's supposedly like Everyone 10 times harder than the heroin to get off of. But I didn't Damn. ask for it. I didn't ask for it. Right. No. And so that's part of the my my goal is informed consent. Right. Back to that's great. Adderall, Ritalin like is educating the the population and going well. And again, don't get me started with school separate <laughs> subject. But like, not enough playtime, not enough health food. Like, the, yeah, the we food. can all spout different documentaries we watch where when they introduced healthy, green, prepared food. Fresh, as opposed to box cutting and microwaving, mm-hmm. kids' behavior exponentially improved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so those are my, you know, so New Year's resolution is 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 big mental health goals, and then facing a lot of fears, uh, travel, getting up to Oregon, spending time with my kids, confronting my all my relationship issues, and yeah. I feel like those. There, I feel I like year 2019 is really exciting. There's so much possibility. Yeah. Yeah, there There's is. a lot of doors that are just I just don't want to be operating cracked. from, they always say, oh, from inspiration or desperation, you know? I don't want to be either. Like, hmm. my, you know, people are like, what's your why? If you have your why, the how follows. Oh, people say that? <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your news resolution, Juliet? Toss that torch. Right. Pass oh. it. Oh, New Year's resolutions. Hmm. I'm perfect, so I have none. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Um, I really want to be nicer to myself. I'm not very nice to Juliet. Um, not like I cut myself or anything. <laughs> just like I am... Uh, you know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to freak out, okay? Uh, yeah, just be nicer to myself. You know, uh, give my, cut myself a little more slack. 
when it comes to things. So that's probably my biggest New Year's resolution. And to try just to chill out a little bit. I'm just so I'm so chill, but I'm so not chill. Like I'm so chill until I'm not, and then it's and it's just the worst. So just yeah, be nicer to myself and then chill a little bit. Take more me time. Because, uh, yeah, we were talking about every time I do something nice for myself or I feel like I'm enjoying something and it's all about me, I feel bad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel bad. And then I'll be like, why am I Why am I taking time to do this thing for myself? Like, what? who am I to deserve this thing? And why can't someone else? So usually I'll just be like, I'll give it to somebody else. Like, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. Is I always tell myself I don't need it. That you do consistently for yourself? Um, I work out. Okay. Yeah, that's I work good. out. I like working out. So that's your me time? I guess that's my me time. Usually I'm just watching like CNN I'm trying to catch up all the political stuff I don't pay attention to so I can talk to you guys about it. I'm like, what do you, what, what is this? Um, yeah, I work out. So you um, feel bad art. for being able to work out? No, I feel fine about working out. Because I don't consider that a me thing. I consider that like part of my life. Did I ask her what her me thing was? <laughs> we narrowed this down. Can <laughs> Now we know why she's uh, therapy resistant. <laughs> Theraproof. Th- Theraproof. Theraproof. Oh, my <laughs> jeans are coming apart. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I work out. I sometimes do art, but that's like also part of my job. So. so, okay, how about this? If there would be a thing that you know would just, ah, oh, floating, Lululemon star energy. Oh, my God. What is there? Do you have a thing that you do? Cella? Do you have a thing? I feel best. My happiest, most amazing feeling when I feel so fucking happy mm-hmm. is um, when I'm on stage. Okay. Or I'm in front of a camera. I don't know what it is. Um, I just really love creating things. Like okay. I love painting. I love, I love dancing. I love performance. I love you know, giving people information. Like, I just feel so good, and I don't know. I don't know what that is, but yeah. But that's not alone, usually. I, I like an audience, yeah. If I'm on stage by myself, I'm not so going to have the same alone. type of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing with myself. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. So, Chella, anything alone? Like, what do you do to escape? Like, for me, it was porn. Mm-hmm. I wrestle mm-hmm. with that. Like, it's an escape. Mm-hmm. It's a high. It's obviously not a... Escape. It's a maladaptive coping strategy. That I should feel bad about, but I'm saying no, what would be a positive it. coping tool besides whacking your whacker before you attack her? Wrap, wrap your whacker uh, before I'll you get attack her. What did you say? I'll get it down. Wrap your whacker. You yeah, I know. Wrap. Maladaptive coping strategy. <laughs> so you don't like Dan has his cycling. Yeah, which stresses me out. Whoa. His happiness. I'm like, don't. Damn your happiness. Damn your happiness and your bike riding. Yeah, we fight about that all the time. And no. your ever so fit, fit thighs. He's so small. So, so skinny now. And I did pose it to you as well. Yeah, I was going to say, we just interrupted Chella. Um, what do I do? I mean... To escape. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that like needs to escape. Like I love my alone time. Like As much as I'm like outgoing and like friendly... Like I've when I I can only handle so many things a day, and then I go home and I watch Netflix and I zone out and I like yeah. do the social media thing. There's this year has been really um, challenging for a lot of people because mm-hmm. of the political climate. Mm-hmm. And the first year, I would drive myself crazy with like trying to stay focused on everything. And on on one side of the coin, it's like okay, not paying attention and like keeping your sanity feels selfish and like. Because like, okay, well, I just can't handle it. So I've got to zone out when like 
literal children are in cages. They're dying. But then paying attention too much is like the worst. Also, right. not a good thing to do. Yeah. So how 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 much can you really stay mad and like still keep yourself sane? Right. Self-care has been something that I think the world has been like focusing on and trying to figure out how do we stay, you know, emotionally healthy and also responsible for mm-hmm. what's happening around huge, us. This is a huge health a mental health issue. For yeah, sure. totally. Oh, yeah. Like it's self-care, so. but it's not selfish. It's centeredness, being centered, being mm-hmm. balanced, and being able to, you know, obviously, if uh, back to my psych ward story, but it's consistency. Mm-hmm. You're up at the same time. You have the meal at the same time. Relatively a similar meal, mm-hmm. calorie input-wise, right? Exercise, like routine. Mm-hmm. So running every morning is kind of a intuitive kind of release. Yeah. It's almost like a self-care protocol. Mm-hmm. But where is the... Like, all right, I'm overwhelmed. I'm flooded. I need to decompress. I need to have some. It could even be social. It could be, you know. Yeah. But by that point, it's too late. If, by the time I realize that it's, that it's like too. By the time I've realized that like I am overwhelmed, it's too late. Oh. <laughs> so I got a rowing machine, and mm. like so. I saw that. I want to try it. Yeah, it's uh, it'll kick your ass, <laughs> uh, but in a good way. Um, and I noticed, like, I, I right away wanted to step back into my old self. Like, oh, I'm, no, I'm 48. I'm fucking out of shape. I'm not as bloated, thankfully, mm-hmm. which is huge by stopping meds, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on that thing for, like, 20 to 30 minutes, and now I need a heart rate monitor because I have the, I'm, like, overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, fuck. So it's, like, back to the balance. Like, uh, you could watch porn for maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> But eight hours or ten hours of edging, <laughs> not good. And then what does that do? Cortisol, adrenaline, oxytocin, mm-hmm. like it's uh, dopamine. Like it's that's why it's addictive. Just as ice cream, crackers, potato chips, Netflix. Like Jeez. we all have self-soothing, right? But back to that bounce, being able to recognize I'm flooded before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. you know, like ticking time I'm always off. like, this is too late and everything's exploding. No, this year I've definitely realized this year, I'm like, wow, I have been under a lot of stress for like the last four years because um, my mom. And this year I'm finally seeing like coming out a little bit of like, holy shit, thing, I was really stressed. And like I'm less stressed than I have been, but you're in fight or flight. Like it's do or die. Right. And now it's not that anymore. Now it's just annoying. And this past year, I'm really realizing, like, this is why people drink. Like, this is why people do drugs. This is why, mm-hmm. pe-. like, before I, I was much more of like, you can do it, and like, it's all about your mindset, and it still is. I still strongly believe it's about mindset, but I'm also like, yep, I'm gonna need wine again, or I'm gonna need this. You're like, you just realize, like, life's shitty, human. and it's falsely advertised to everyone. Huh. But it's also beautiful and great, but like, mostly bad. Damn, girl! <laughs> all right, all right. We've got you know, shiny star Juliet over here keeping I'm such it real. A shiny star. What do you mean it's falsely advertised? You mean like childhood doesn't warn you about adulthoodism? Adulthoodism, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that people just really like you don't. You're already here by the time you're a kid. Like you're already, you're already here. All so planet, yeah, you're already yeah. alive. So you, you have can't no choice in being here. <laughs> you can't sit there and be like, this. it sucks, kid, and it's gonna get worse. Like you're not gonna do that to a child because yeah. you can't because they deserve to have a plain slate and make those decisions for themselves. Um, but yeah, I th- you know, 
that's why when you're a kid, people tell you, like, you can be anything you want to be. And I think all that's true, definitely. But it's like they forget the part of, like, you can be Oprah if you want to be Oprah, but it's going to take a lot of shitty things to get there. And chances are you're not going to be chances Oprah. are it's not going to work, and yeah. you're going to go through all the same terrible things she went through and never have the same success. Mm-hmm. Or you could, you could do it, and then you have to dangle that hope carrot, and that's all you really have in life is that. Hope carrot. That hope carrot. When you I say you, are you the royal you? I? No. You're saying general? No, because I'm I I've accomplished a lot and I still am accomplishing things and like I'm one of those people that finds um, motivation in disparity. Like when I see someone struggling and I see the struggle and I see where they've gotten, I don't find I'm not like oh look at her like oh my gosh she's got all this stuff like how did she do it I want to be that I'm like all right tell me the nitty gritty when I hear your struggle that mm-hmm. makes me feel like yes I can struggle that way and like we can struggle together. It's not depressing for me to hear somebody's struggle so, story. So for me, sometimes to get things moving, mm-hmm. I need anger. Mm. You're motivated by anger? Well, to fuel. So mm-hmm. for huh. me, with my mental health, like I feel like my fucking life was hijacked. So you're mad, yeah. Like I look at what I accomplished on meds with anxiety, not being on a plane since 1999. I'm not going to uh, spout off my accomplishments or w- how much I made. Mm-hmm. But I look with at that. what I could have done yeah. if I wasn't if this didn't happen to me, mm-hmm. and that's an anger point, and I'll I'll fucking take that, and I I just I don't know. So you motivated by anger? If that motivates you in a healthy way. I say use yeah. it, but everyone has shit that happens to them. You know? What yeah. I mean? No. Yeah. Yes, but the, yeah. If it if it works for you, yeah. But if it puts you in a place where it's like that anger is overwhelming, I did that with the election. It's like mm-hmm. I'm uh, angry for everyone at everyone. It's so too much anger. Yeah, there's a point where it does become too much. So what motive? But I, what motive yeah, I feel the anger thing too because I tell this story every time. I was in International Baccalaureate in high school, and it's like for the smart kids, right? Like the really smart kids, not AP, <laughs> not advanced placement, International Baccalaureate. <laughs> and um, I knew I was the pretty cheerleader, not because I know that I'm the pretty cheerleader, but because that's how everyone categorized me. My teachers, my fellow students, like my teachers would say to my face, like, she's just a pretty, you're just a pretty cheerleader. Like, uh, so my history teacher, when I was, you know, in Arizona, it's um, ninth, 10th, 11th grade mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. Or it used to be, they changed it. So I was my first year at, in high school as a sophomore. My history teacher said to me, Oh, your parents are making you do this, aren't they? Like, you're not here because you're smart enough, good. And he didn't say, he said that first. I was sentence, like, what is his name? Which what it means. I know, right? Mr. Buck. Uh, what it Buck. means is what he was saying to me was, you're not here because you're smart enough, good enough, you work hard enough. Uh, you're here because someone's forcing you to be here. And because people kept doubting me, uh, there were, you know, I'm just a, you know, Kaylee, she's just a cheerleader or whatever. You know, you're just the pretty one. Uh, because people kept doubting me, that was my fuel. That was my mm-hmm. fire, and I had to prove them wrong. So, of the there were only you know thirty IB students in a school of like six thousand, uh, and of the thirty, I think twelve of us actually got our degrees. We worked hard enough, and we're smart enough. We took the tests, yeah. and I was one of them. I got my fucking IB degree. Not that it changed literally anything in my life. It changed. But your, I had to prove him wrong. Your, yeah, you had to prove him wrong. Yeah. My vote, I think one of the reasons why I'm also weird is uh, other, like that doesn't, like in gymnastics, I was never, I'm a competitive person with myself. Like I like mm. winning. Everyone likes winning. Um, but at a competition, I would see what places I got and compare it to my previous scores, or my previous things. And like, 
I was just in constant competition with myself and yourself never gives up against yourself. And so you're just constantly yeah. always working really hard and it was never an end goal. But I think that's what grabs me crazy. I never have an end goal. I'm just some constant like, okay, we did this thing. Great. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. There's never like when I get, when I publish my here, first book, I'll be happy. I will take a vacation. I'm like right. vacation. No, excuse me. I already published a book. Now I got to do this. Now I got, you know, there's never an end. Uh, so maybe I should start being motivated by fear or something or anger or. No, I just think you need to like create some end goals. So be like, okay, once I've, and they can be small. Like, yeah, you know, there are some days where I'm like, okay, if I get out of bed and I go to the grocery store, I'm going to get myself some ice cream. <laughs> if you have to start there. Yeah. Like, okay. And, you know, have bigger end goals. So, okay. If, when I finally get an agent, I'm going to work really fucking hard. And when I get an agent, I'm taking myself to Hawaii or whatever. Yeah. I'm buying myself that camera, something. Mm -hmm. So create end goals for yourself. Yeah. Right. That's what I do. <laughs> ice cream. I love ice cream. <laughs> I think Chell's on to something as far as... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Last podcast, you talked about how you have distinction events. These podcasts are all about me, apparently. <laughs> before, maybe. Before, and that's okay. Deal with it. Accept it. Radically accept We're creating it. some New Year's resolutions on yeah. your behalf for it's you. It's like, yeah. okay, go. But you have, like, before, before mom was stroke, aneurysm, mm -hmm. post-aneurysm. Mm -hmm. so Different lives. I guess... The anger part, and maybe it's a frustration part, but I'm going to challenge you okay. to carve out something where you get to take claim your fucking life back. Okay. And if you feel like you have to claw it from your parents or Dan or us or anybody, okay. But claim a piece of your life where, and 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 Charles, you too, and me too. Mine oh, is I I'm, my life all the time. But I, my life I'm just saying I am doing me. I'm putting myself on the top and it's not selfish. I do that too much. It's required of me. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to go another 10 years right. yeah. in the same fucking pattern. I have to be more selfish. That should, that should be my resolution. Assertive. Yeah. Be, I'm be assertive, but I'm not selfish. Not, it's, but if it's you, okay if to be a little selfish. If people see it as selfish, that's, <laughs> not, that's not the right word. But if that's yeah. the word she needs to see it as, if she wants to judge right. that for herself, because okay. I know what she needs. I see what you're saying. But yeah, I get mad at other people. I get mad at other people. like, that person so selfish. I feel a big part of your life unintentionally self -care. was yeah. stolen from you i relate to that mm -hmm. on a frequency and you as well mm -hmm. with other things claim it back yeah take it back there's no time you like don't now. deserve to go through life worrying about every christmas being the last christmas or mm -hmm. oh myself against myself will never quit what the fuck kind of battle is that and give me some. I myself. I was gonna say. <laughs> I quit constantly. You I love the quit. Michael Jordan that missed nine thousand fucking shots. Mm -hmm. It's the failures that made the fuck. All right. Anyway. I'm no, off, I, no, I'm I like my, this yeah. motivational rant right now. Well, I don't want to be on it. a high horse because I'm the more, I'm paralyzed and I'm the biggest victim. Everyone okay? is everything. Everyone is everything. It's Everyone is the victim. You feel Everyone's more the pain winner. Me. It's the... not allowed. <laughs> You're not allowed to feel more pain than I'll, me this year. I'm not trying to feel more pain than you. I'm feeling your yeah. pain. No. No one wants to feel the pain. No. So that would be my challenge, whether it's a Pilates class, a yoga class, I'm start doing, um, or something specific dance. for you. Great. Whatever it is, it's your hour, no mm -hmm. disruptions. Fuck or everyone. Or it's your day. Fuck an hour. Take an entire day. Well, you know, like we cheat need days. We need her. We need her. <laughs> you take a cheat day. Yeah. Whatever it is. I'm going to start off with an hour. You're right. You're right. You're right. Start with an hour. You're start right. with an hour. And then go get a facial. And I think our audience should hold us accountable to this. Yeah. 
Because if you didn't like or subscribe us. <laughs> By this point, it's 2019, yeah, guys. We wake up. Podcasts we're, in. Yeah, we're 10 podcasts wake in. Up. Our website's almost done. We have some t shirts coming. And uh, we're figuring time, shit out. T shirt time. T shirt time. And um, so. DJ Polly D 2020. <laughs> did you give us resolutions yet, Charles? I don't do resolutions. Oh, I'm not very good. <laughs> I'm not very good <laughs> we at both like, looked each other like doing that. Really? <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> Bitch, she's a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Moo. Bitch, I'm too smooth. There's got to be one thing you want to do this year. I want to do a lot of things this year, but I don't do not resolutions. I don't really care about the resolution thing. All right, well, give me a goal. I set them and I don't do them. How about a goal? How about a goal? What is my goal? Um, Look, if you don't have an exit and you don't have a finish, where are you going in your life? we're, We're... in our 20s and, you know, just I, I'm going with the flow. Right wow. now I'm you – know, okay, That's so I'd like, I'd like to – No, here's – okay, we've got to go. I wish I had that luxury in my 20s. Hey, if I'm paying my rent doing what I studied and trained to do and what yeah. I want to do, mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong. I would love to be Oprah, but this podcast like, is Everyone pretty dope to too. Everyone wants to be Oprah. I know. Um, no, I want to get a full-time job working in media. I want to – you know, not just be paying Boom. my bills. Yeah. Boom. Working in what I want to do. Go. So, yo, Vice, hit me up. Yeah, Vice, she's going to be good. I would get her on Vice. <laughs> I got all the for stories sure. for you, Vice. Yeah, for that's sure. my goal. That's my, that's what I'm working towards this year. Okay. Nice. Full time storytelling. That'd I be like cool. It. Yeah, I want to produce more content. Like, I just want mm-hmm. more. I think I would get bored at the same, not mm-hmm. bored, because that's like, especially working at Vice, you're doing different things all mm-hmm. the time. But I really like, like immersing myself with different kinds of people and different groups of people and being a chameleon. Like mm-hmm. I pride myself on being comfortable in almost any situation with almost any type of person. I just am there and I'm just comfortable. So I want to, yeah, I want to produce more content. I want to make more shows and be putting out all good stuff more. Got so it. that's going to be my goal. Hmm. Not resolution. Yeah, the resolution thing, it's like... I guess you guys are both perfect. You don't have anything to change about yourselves. I I'll already told you all off things. I'm I'll trying to with myself. my defects and flaws. No, okay. So I'll share. I'll share some stories. I went through um, like a, a mental health journey last year, uh, which is why I have such a problem with your doctor. That's like, don't take meds because antidepressants like saved my life. Um, so I'm still on that journey. I don't have like a. Like, uh, this year I'm going to defeat depression. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I've been pretty good at taking my meds every day. And so I don't feel like I need a resolution for that. And I'm just going to keep continuing up on this journey that I started last year. Right. You know, so, yeah, that well, whole thing. Maybe, I'm, maybe I can set a resolution of being more open about that journey. Because there's a well, lot you're of, starting like, with our 62 followers right here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, 62 followers. And wait, hold I on. I, w- yeah. I just want to say this, depending on the antidepressant. They do work. And the goal for medication, particularly at most SSRIs, like Paxil, Zoloft, Prozac, Elevil, Effexor, Wellbutrin. Name them all. Whatever Here we the go. fuck it is. Call me in 10 years after being on them when they no longer work. So you have a window now to what they call sub-ed mm. and just knock that Learn medication out where it's yoga every day, exercise every mm-hmm. day. Well, they say some people are on drugs for the rest of their like some people are on antidepressants for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like you can. They would like you. They would like you to be. We're saying they as if we have a person who oh, that I is. See that fist bump. 
I think that if they're working for you now, I think that's really good, and you should continue to listen to yourself, your body, your mind. But I'm saying, but it's you also got a business. I'm just saying, it's also a business. You got a window, and this this pony needs Look, to Look, I pay fly. like two dollars a month for my justification. I so. went through that shit for twenty years, and I go, I guess I'm just not going to fly. I guess I'll just have to do this. I guess I'll just do that. Do not want to end up like me. You know, some people, their brain naturally makes neurochemicals that make them happy, and some people have them store bought, and I think that's okay. Well, breastfeeding <laughs> gives you gives you more serotonin. Were you breastfed as a child? Do I you was. know? You I were. Was, okay. Well, here's a really embarrassing story. Yes. I was breastfed until I was three and a half. Me too. This no is why we're me. Yeah. We're both really bad? embarrassing. No. It's, I, it's, it's just a long time. start and like at one. Maybe like six months. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I was breastfed because huh. I can like remember breastfeeding. Me that's, too. That's the craziest part. I would tell my mom, when I'm a big girl, when I'm four, I'll stop. I remember telling her that. <laughs> wow. I was like, wait, you need me to stop doing this? I don't this? remember. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember Did your mom like talk to doctors and like call the breastfeeding? No, lady? she was just like, this is what my child oh, okay. needs. Cause she's like that person. Like this is, but now looking back, I'm like, I'm not going to breastfeed a kid for three and a half years. Like well, my mom like called doctors and she's like a early childhood education specialist. Yeah. So she was like, what do I do? I know this is not completely normal. And they were like, eh, if she's still doing it, just let her do it. It's, it's natural when, and it's helpful with huh. serotonin. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard. I heard that that's why I'm so. She'll fucking happy eventually. is because of all the serotonin was given to me through breast milk anyway well it's not true for everyone apparently <laughs> well i was gonna say i think we're the same you just have some other things um so uh, that's mental- so interesting because so many women cannot even produce milk for like that amount of time mm. oh there is um like a lot of women stop producing milk after like six months to a year and that's another reason why oh, people stop so breastfeeding shaming too around that well too. why can't women give their breast milk to other kids you can Sure. You absolutely yeah. 100% can. Okay, well. Yeah, I have a friend who does it. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of women can't produce breast milk. It just doesn't happen Some for them. Women yeah, you can just buy and sell it. Stop producing. Really? Mm-hmm. They can make money off of that. I hope they do. Well. Yeah, you can put it on the internet. There's like groups yeah. where they do like do. testing and stuff, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. like I've seen a lot. I've seen posts where people like shame that. It's like, "Ew, you're drinking someone else's milk." I'm we like, drink, what do you think cow, cow milk, milk is? Milk. We there drink we cow milk and we drink we eat cheese. Like, shut up. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want you to meet Dr. Cassett. She works for me. Bring her in. I want to. I definitely want. I would love to have. We should have a psychologist. And I'm yeah. not anti antidepressants, and I do think I know quite a few people that have been on them for a long time, and they're usually very safe. So I don't want to scare you either. I'm glad that you're balanced out. I want to hear more about this at some point. Um, I was talking to. We were in. Um, oh man, we went to this. Like, were you there at the? The Passion of Paycheck thing. Which one? Where and they're like twice. It was the most recent one. Yeah. Who was How the, not run into each the other? main speaker that was talking about her depression? Oh, Kelty Knight. Kelty Knight. Kelty Knight was talking. Yeah. And she was talking about how she like had a breakdown and like drove her car into a and she's had this like she was gonna drive her car depression. into a wall and she called her husband saying that she was gonna kill herself. Yeah. And so, you know, she got talked out of it and she's been on a mental health journey as well. But I asked her a question and I was like, Do you think that people who have mental health issues like that story can share when we're not Kelty Knight. (laughs) And she was like, look, you know, you do have to kind of be careful with what you, because you're going to be cornholed into what people think depression and anxiety is. And then, yeah, your employees are going to look at that. So maybe don't, maybe don't share. And that's so fucked. fucked. Mm -hmm. But like, she's not wrong. There's this crazy stigma surrounding mental health and like, yep. Um, I do eventually want to also get hired. So. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law told me not to. I was going to get my dog, Lucy, to be an emotional support animal for when I fly because 
I hate flying. No one likes really likes flying unless you're probably a pilot. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm going to take my dog. She's super well behaved. She calms me down. And she was like, I don't know if that's such a good idea because that's going to be on your record. And I was like, no, it's what? not. <laughs> but that was like her first concern. Not like that this would help me. It was more like people might know and it might affect jobs. And that's ridiculous. Is it on your record? I don't jobs know. Jobs don't get to know if you I have mental health. Isn't that like. I don't like, think it is. What's that thing where doctors can't tell you? Thank you. Yeah, that like totally goes against all HIPAA regulations. Yeah, no, yeah. But people on. are so That's... afraid of mental health. Though, is what I'm saying. Like, even if even if there's HIPAA, she knows there's HIPAA. She's a smart lady. But is it HIPAA or HIPAA? Hip- HIPAA. HIPAA. Hip- I think it's HIPAA. 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 Whatever. The hippity. The hippity hop. <laughs> hip. Hop, I'm hip, a hip, hop. Hip, hip, but, um, I, but if that's what people think, and then they're not yeah. getting mental health, like just because of some keeps silly idea, yeah. and that's what stopped me from getting on an antidepressant for so long. My mom told me she was, like had taken them for you know some gastrointestinal issues. She was like, "Yeah, I really didn't like what it did to me, and antidepressants aren't good for you, and you're going to have to be on them for the rest of your life." So I suffered with depression much longer than I should have had Jeez. to. Yeah, that's not good either. So I'm let's just not saying tell people that you shouldn't take it. There's yeah. waves and windows, and, and most of the time there's a reason mm-hmm. and a chemical imbalance. It doesn't mean Look, it's a Look, if I can find diagnosis. a non-medicated solution, great. Yeah. If I have to be on, you know, $3 antidepressants for the rest of my life, right. meh. Well, I worry, let's just say sure. the power is up be, you're on though. the system, and the power goes out for two weeks and you're out of meds, then mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm just saying. I'm there might be an EMP. <laughs> don't yeah, get me started on like that. Electromagnetic pulse. Don't, <laughs> I'm, I live there. Okay? Yeah, that, I live I, I'm that always world. thinking that. Right, Welcome to my I got like a supply of food at my house. I've got a EMP. I do, but like I can't keep everything in there. Get out of my basement. So... What language are you guys speaking right now? Nerd. Yeah. So so I guess my point is that we all have stigmatisms. Yes. And in today's world We all have a stigmatism. Oh my gosh. I there's a valid there's a valid reasoning or logic behind not declaring certain things on your on your like my insurance went through the roof when they found out I was on benzodiazepines. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, must be an indication that, according to their algorithm, that people get polydrugged or want to kill themselves, can't get off of them. It's, guys, trust me, I'm not. We're not even new in this podcast t- talking about this, but the documentaries are becoming. It, it's going to dwarf the opiate addiction yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking pandemic. Back so, to the should we short uh, opium stocks? Uh, opiate stocks. No, it's <laughs> just buy buy green, buy weed. Yeah, yeah. Buy, they, Get that CB- cannabis, yo. Yeah. I yeah. love yes. CBD. Holy crap! Yeah, if you have not tried CBD, CBD, just go try it. If you hate yeah. it, like fine. Is if it you, legal everywhere? Everywhere, I think. No, hemp is legal everywhere. Yeah, CBD is not legal, hemp, but there's CBD, no THC in it. Yeah, no, no, the non psychoactive. Try a bath bomb. I mean, a you CBD know? bath bomb. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's it's it has like a very uplifting effect. I've yeah. found that it's very or it can be very calming. It's, it, well, it's calming and a little right. euphoric, and you're just kind of like, okay, things are things are okay. It could be great. Things are okay. So alternative medicine, spiritual practices, one of the things after surviving Christmas and religion, <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe some of the comments I had was like, oh, that's woo-woo, or this is too woo hug a fucking tree. Like, what is spirituality in this day and age, Miss? Mm. I hate Christmas. Where's the giving in Christmas? Where's the Christ consciousness? Yeah. Like, how do we... You know, back to being balanced and everything else. How do we deal with all that? Uh, especially a child being like, I totally relate. Not able to turn off the news, mm-hmm. feeling totally depressed. I actually feel embarrassed right now. 
constantly for, yeah. for our president. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the line. Oh my God, can I we? give you raises, the I military talk about, raises. I want to I want to switch topics real quick. I want to know who you guys, not who you think could win or who you think should have won. Mm. I want to know who you personally want to run or to, you know, be president in 2020 and why. Because mm. there's, you know, there's Beto, there's Bernie, there's Kamala Harris. Uh, people aren't talking about Stacey Abrams, but I think they should be. Yeah, uh, there's a little buzz around Williamson? Who? <laughs> Marianne Williamson, the writer. I don't know who that is. She's Oprah. In, she's interesting. Oprah. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama's Michelle not going to run. Michelle said that she's not going to run. Oprah said she's not going to run. <laughs> Why about, are these beautiful the, black ladies not running? What's, uh, her, what's her name? The uh, We talked about her. Uh, who is she? Oh, what you she definitely do? know who she is. Uh, just three names. Spanish. Oh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. I would love for her She's to too run. young. Why? You have to be like 40 or something. You have to she's be 40? like 30. No, you don't. Girl. Oh, yeah. No. Jill, is it 36? Right. There's a minimum age. 36? She's not 36? No. She's like 29. Oh, well, darn it. You have it. to be 35. So. 35. Okay. I, honestly, you're not going to like my answer. Uh, well, I think let's it see. should be Bernie Sanders again. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. She's 29, guys. Uh. She's too young. Dang it. All right, tell me why you want Bernie Sanders. He started this. <laughs> He's the OG. He's the blue in the wave. Um, did you know that Bernie Sanders doesn't have a single black um, like him, op- like person working in his campaign is, office? Is that intentional, though? Okay, it's in D.C. How many black people are in oh, D.C.? A lot of, lot of black people. You can find a black person on every fucking... Yeah. You That's know, true. Every, everywhere. He doesn't I have one. That. So if he walks the walk and he's going to talk the talk, maybe he should be hiring diverse know, people. people in his mm. campaign that are black. Hmm. That's a, that's a big, that's a big. Uh, the former president hmm. of Black Lives Matter, Arizona, brought that up. Phoenix brought that up to me. But wasn't, that's a very wasn't interesting Bernie thing. Sanders arrested and handcuffed? Yeah, so why doesn't he hire black people? Right now, that's great. All right, that's, that's a great, great. So idea. that's an interesting. I'm just. A, interesting I, just I just. Bernie's too old. He is, and old. he's white, and like we don't want any more old white men. I thought that we were going against you know the establishment. I, I, I want a like woman he's... to run, but okay. Yeah. I just don't know who, and I don't. I honestly don't think that she'd win because who? who? Oh, any any, any woman, she? any yeah. she. Like really? it still has to be a dude, and whether that's a Mexican or black dude. Really, I mm-hmm. don't know. I just, I yeah, I don't have any faith sexism in this country's is... sexism is way too strong. The roots really? are way too deep. Still, still, I think, I think America is more sexist than racist. I, I agree with that. A point that was not proven, but su- yeah, supported by supportive sixteen election. Yeah, I, exactly. So that's yeah, that's kind of where I feel like I want, I want it to be a woman president. You know, of Hillary, any, of Hillary, any kind. Hillary, no offense. Nobody yeah, wants. It nobody to be wants it to be Hillary. <laughs> no, Hillary doesn't want it to be Hillary. Like no. Hillary's not even a conversation to be yeah. had. So how do you feel? You still feel Bernie? Well, still give feel me some burn? options. I, I mean, I don't. Who I don't, do you think? I don't do think, think he has a racist bone in his body, and I do think if it. I know I a think lot. It's I bullshit keep if he's Bernie not supporters hiring. saying Bernie. So, huh? You're, it's, it's not I an unpopular opinion. I keep seeing yeah. people saying Bernie. I just think he's too old. Like I like the dude, but I think he's a little old. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm a little perturbed he's, about he hasn't hired any diverse staff. That's very strange. Interesting, right? I believe if he got elected, that he would actually be record-breaking in his minority uh, Look, I'm not against Bernie, but isn't the, you know, liberal progressive party supposed to be talking about young, black, female, gay? Like, 
Yeah. Anything other than happening. an old white dude? It's Straight hap- white it's dude, hap- yeah. But it's happening. No wh- old white dudes 2020. <laughs> I want to see the first first man in the, in the Oval though. Office, whether it's a gay couple or it's a husband of a uh, straight white and, and, woman. and I'm just going to say the most qualified Same. regardless of race gender or sexual orientation he's very qualified yeah, America doesn't care they're qualified. qualified I don't <laughs> care about what America <laughs> decides because look who they voted for last time we didn't yeah we didn't he lost by three months. he lost <laughs> he well Bernie Sanders got fucking crucified and yeah. didn't get a chance he got fucking swindled so look, did Gore look I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for Bernie I just don't want to who have want? to who do you want? Um, I really like Camilla? Kamala Harris. I, I think uh, is it Camilla Ka- or Kamala? Kamala. Okay, sorry. I really think sorry, like Kamala. A Kamala, like Beto, ticket sexy. would be perfect. Man alert! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and wait, I just have to shun. De- I just have to defend myself. What I was trying to go down the rabbit hole with Melania wasn't because I got blasted by friends for this, and also by someone on Instagram with the whole oh. man alert. I was because well, he's like, is she I was talking about why? And, and again, it wasn't. I fucked up. Stop talking about women's looks. Twenty twenty, twenty eighteen. Let him start let him, it now. Uh, what if I had a chance to finish before I got blasted? I was just gonna say, girl. Guess who interrupted who first? You, girl. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm listening. I, although I didn't find her attractive, she's way hot, too hot for fucking Trump. Oh. That was what I was trying to say. Okay, so back to talking about Kamala. I was knocking Kamala. Trump by saying, how did he get Melania? Like, Money. what is her deal? <laughs> yeah, she, me and Julia. Like, duh. Fuck. This happens all the time. Yeah, you live in rare. Los Angeles, California. How many she times? She's an immigrant. Throw a rock and you'll find a, an old uh-huh. an old dude in a wheelchair with a, with a 26-year-old wife. Yeah. <laughs> so there is hope for me. Lord. <laughs> Lord. Lord. There is, Thomas. There definitely Get but back you, to work. But you need to you need to dress like in a suit or something I, and be like, yeah. I'm made of money. And they'll be like, oh my God. All right. All right, Kamala. So Kamala, you know what? Miss Harris. Okay. I know that there are no perfect, There's not. we're not going to have a perfect candidate. You know, everyone's yeah. got their past. Elizabeth and, Warren. Fuck no. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. I love you. Like, yeah, she's a she bulldog. She persisted, but she's like. A bulldog, she's a bulldog, but keep her on the yard in the, or keep her in the junkyard. She's, 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 she's too vicious. Yeah, she's too and I like her viciousness. No, no, but I think the she's rest gar- of yeah, the party yeah. won't. Exactly. Yeah, who who is going to beat Trump her. in 2020? Is what we well, need to Bernie really Sanders think about. I think my dog will beat Sorry. Trump. But Bernie like, Sanders, I'm so afraid that we're wrong won. again. We, Bernie Sanders would have won. Traumatized against Trump. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> is Trump going to? What's going to happen to Trump? We just had a midterm where yeah, he's gone. We all we elected all these young female yes. people of color and like why is the democrat party not listening to who we want elected they will. we are going to elect young women people of they women will. of color like why do people keep pushing beto and fucking bernie because people are afraid of change i'm not uh, i'm ready for change i need democrats to like i'm ready get for change it. i just think bernie sanders uh I'm not I, saying I won't vote for. Bernie. I think he I has the experience. I think he uses the back brain reasoning. I, I think he's at a point where, in a safe way and in a logical way, he's going to be all about legacy building, and that's why he's mm. still around. I don't. I don't even know if he's going to run. Uh, you know, did he say he's going to run? 
No, but he he could so he's still going around. on these tours with like Alexander okay. Ocasio and like going to Arizona and California Great. with Sean King and stuff. So Great. like I don't think he'd be doing that if he wasn't planning on. I running. don't know. Mm. I think he's keeping making sure that it stays coagulated, that it stays a movement. And he may he may not run. He may look. It's two more years. But here's my point: is 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 Trump going to stay president? I don't think he's going to make it. Hmm. I, I personally just... think something's going to happen to him, and you heard it here. <laughs> Like I honestly think he's going to have a hate. heart attack, I a mean, stroke. Something's going to happen to him. Three now, right? But then we'll have the. the he's VP. imploding as we speak. He's yeah. imploding. Yeah. He's toxic. No one wants to be with him. He can't get anyone. I've got to work people lined him. up for this job. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> like his I mean, quote. the stock market's crashing. Mm, it was lower. Um, it was like the day after Christmas, right? That it was yeah. lower than it's been since April 2017. I was like, somebody. But then it was up be, again. Yeah. I mean, it's been the super volatile. It's not looking good. And, um, you know, I, I want to go big before you do and say, you know, the human infrastructure. We have to yeah. change our infrastructure in America. We have to change back to what you're saying. Why aren't they listening? And, 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 and look, no yeah. offense. I'll be the first guy to throw Bernie Sanders under the bus if he doesn't start waking up and, 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 and championing, you know, and, and walking the walk. And he has flaws he needs yeah. now he needs to improve that now and i think that's very valid that you brought that up i wasn't aware of that yeah, i just felt a sincerity and a tone in him that he set a new standard you know and, and barack did a great job being presidential barack was a a liberal republican like honestly okay. i think he was more different conservative different time than... different time sure and he broke some walls and he definitely in my mind impressed the world I wasn't embarrassed for him being a president. Oh, yeah. Him and it was Obama and Trump president. are not comparable. I'm saying Obama versus the last, every other Republican president. He was way more presidential. I don't yeah. know about presidential, but certainly he I was never saw a the better guy president, in my humble I, opinion. I just, he never, he was always cool, calm, collected, and composed, and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And he always revered his wife he, I, I, to this day. Mm. Like there's very yeah. Few certainly, he even did a better job than Clinton. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I'm just saying, and and I felt that Bernie Sanders conducted himself the same way, and he he was a high energy guy. He had he, he was not too contaminated. I'm not saying he should run in 2020. I'm glad he's still around though, and I hope that if he doesn't run, that he mentors someone like say the name Kamala Kamala Harris Kamala Harris or some other new upstart out of somewhere. Ideally, we should have a woman president. I agree with the assertion and the notion yeah. that we are more racist. More sexist. Sexist, sexist than, than racist. racist, yeah. I'm ready for change. Bring it. It starts now, and I'm very excited, and this is my point. Get fucking Trump gone. We can't handle two more years of this shit. Yeah. We got China kicking our ass with technology, infrastructure, uh, figuring out how to build a new grid, like we're mm-hmm. we're still burning coal. We're going backwards. I don't <laughs> yeah. want two more years of going backwards. We can't yeah. do it. Get all this shit out. Get stop the polarization in the first place. Another reason that it's good that Sanders is still around to remind people, hey, you know, we have a lot of work to do, and mm-hmm. yeah, we got to get people vote. And if he gets people to vote and gets people, and, and if he endorses a younger, stronger candidate, I think yeah. he's self-effacing enough to recognize that. Oh, I fucking don't. I think Bernie's so full of himself. I don't. I don't get that. I really don't. I really do. I think Bernie's all about Bernie. But I don't hear him 
like Hillary, no offense to Hillary supporters, chiming away at how he was robbed. I don't hear him. He has. A, Where is Hillary ever chiming away about how she was robbed? Oh, she's so very quiet about all of that. What? No, her supporters will be like, "Fuck that shit," but not her. She didn't go on a tour like Trump did. What? What are you yeah, talking but about? Sanders also isn't. You know, Trump. Yeah, I, I. I guess my point is that we don't want this to go away, but I also feel like we have two fucking years. 19, one year. Well, one one more year till twenty twenty. Yeah, but yeah. isn't the election in November? Yeah, it's late. So basically, yeah, I, I just I just feel like we're in a dire yeah, crisis, a and and and, and, and I change. hope they go in attack mode. And um, well, let me tell you why I like Kamala. Obviously, she's okay. a black female, so that brings in like a, a huge different wave of experiences. People always say when when Hillary was running, oh, you're just voting for her because she's a woman. It's like. Yes, that is in the equation of why I like her. There has never been a woman. It's time for a woman. And also, someone needs to champion women's issues because we have been, you know, forgotten for such a long time. Yep. Um, but also, Kamala was the AG, Attorney General. And there are a lot of, like, mm -hmm. there are some, like, sensitivities there because with her time as Attorney General, she definitely incarcerated a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and there's now a movement to end the prison to prison, uh, school prison pipeline. Yeah. Mm. Um, and to stop making money off of prisoners and putting people in jail for stupid shit, like doing weed or getting right. high or right. whatever. Yeah. Nonviolent offend drug offenders. There's way Aren't too many they doing that, that we're making. Though? Like now, aren't they instituting anything retro from like uh, well, 1970 they're working or something? On it, right? Yeah. They, I think it was San Fran that recently released a bunch of people who were in jail for weed since like yeah. the 1970s. Um, I think that was the first city to do it. But I think since then Kamala has become much more progressive. And I think she's learned from those experiences. And I think it's also time to focus on the school to prison pipeline. Yeah. And that's something where she has a lot of experience as an AG right. and she can totally help revolutionize the um, prison system. What's it called? We're making money off something. Uh, you know I mean? uh, um, yeah, capitalizing capitalizing on it. Privatization. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, there we go. So. Which is huge. And she's this, mm -hmm. you know, awesome progressive Californian. That's my case for Kamala. I like what it. do you think? What lessons can we learn by Trump and just how much Don't be a power dick. a president <laughs> has? I no, mean, how what can we learn? What from can him? we or what can we take back? Like, what do you what do you feel yeah. was lost? Like journalism is gone. Dignity, mm, man. Um, I mean, we've been pushing back on everything that he's pushed on. So, yeah. but they're doubling down and almost like I think what burning, we really have to know? focus on. Like, our next leader will be able to show and tell us like here's what we lost and here's what we need to work on mm. i think what we need to focus on as liberals right now is and i hate this phrase but like actually pushing progressivism and not coming together and meeting in the middle because when we meet in the middle we're actually meeting way too far alexander ocasio cortez had this great thing she said the other day um i was reading it in um in a magazine they were interviewing her uh, and they said, you know, they asked her, your uh, fellow senators, when they go into a meeting, they're trying to work together with Republicans and conservatives. And, you know, you have this personality where you're pushing back much more than other people and you're bringing in these 
really progressive, really far left ideas, and people think you're not going to get anywhere with that. So what's your, you know, how do you counter that? Um, and she said, look, Democrats have been bringing to the table um, when Republicans say, we want to close all Planned Parenthoods. Democrats come to the table and say, we're definitely not closing all Planned Parenthoods. I, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, am going to come to the table and say, we want free health care for women, free reproductive health care for women. We want free birth control for women. So instead, when you meet in the middle, it's not on one side, keep them open, on one side, close them, and you end up with... Some are okay, closed, yeah. Right. You know, defunding some mm -hmm. of Planned Parenthood, and you come with Alexandria, which is why we need an actual progressive, not a Kirsten Kristen cinema, who's actually a Republican and votes with Trump like 63% of the time, Democrat that just got elected as a senator in Arizona. Fuck. Arizona. And then now we also have McSally, who ran against her because they chose someone to take McCain's mm. seat. And the loser, the Republican, got... Anyway, that's a whole different thing. So Alexandria is coming in as a true progressive. Actually, the majority of Americans want and support marriage between same-sex partners. The majority of Americans support can't legalizing cannabis. Mm -hmm. The majority of Americans want all these progressive ideas, but we refuse to elect a progressive candidate who will actually support those ideas. Why the fuck do we keep doing that? Yes, I will do whatever it takes to get a Democrat in there, but if we're truly going to change America, if we're truly going to become the progressive country that the majority of the citizens want we have to push for a true progressive right. candidate well we can also just wait until all the people die all off die off no, the older people i can't i can't, no, can't. it's happening it's happening it's happening though uh, no i agree i agree with exactly what you're saying um i'll get off my soapbox now no, no that's a no. great soapbox and i was like yes yes i'm here <laughs> for this go for it yes no it's true I, everything you're saying i guess my concern is that which I think Bernie is, but like how, let's get some representation up in this White House bitch. Yeah, but that's 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 just where I was going. Mm -hmm. Congress, all the super PAC money. Where are we going with that? Is that going to get passed? Is is it going to be? You know, that's a good point because know, I know how do you Kamala get elected? And Beto do take super PAC money, and they mm -hmm. take money from corporations. And Alexander Castro has called them out on that. But yeah. ha, but, but here's well, Beto did, or um, Bur didn't Bernie not take? No, yeah, he did not. He was a people-powered campaign, so yeah. I think we also need to push our candidates to do that, too. Otherwise, you know? big interest, lobbyist group, more Totally, the same. we have to get dark money Another and dirty puppet. money out of politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're shackled to it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good point. Back to my theory that Melania Trump is a KGB agent. Well, that's, that's, that's known. <laughs> hey. All right, I'm gonna, take a, I'm gonna take a nap now, guys. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> I was like, Sam, happy New time? Year. <laughs> um, it's a rough first day of 2019. Uh, because I'm working on my porn issues, um, I was realizing the racism in porn. And I wanted to ask you guys if you think porn, just like film, up until very recently, mm -hmm. had an agenda. Of course it does. And it was <laughs> white. Film who's buying porn? Who's making well, porn? Who's making porn? Who's, and right. who's buying porn? Yeah. So Are, is anyone buying it anymore? I, I hope not. I, I some, hope not. <laughs> I can give you some websites. <laughs> no, uh, um, you know, I mean, you're, they're just making what they think people are going to like, and so. And I think they're making what they want to make. True. They making yeah. what, what is they it part of the like. brainwashing? Uh, MK Ultra, distractive. MK Ultra. No, seriously. I love it. Well, um, us, are we us being programmed? So he's got an example. About. Well, all right. 
the number one porn is BBC, Big Black Cock with White Women. Mm. And the portrayal up until very recently, but still rampant on porn sites, is very overtly racist, sexist, violent sex with white women and black men. Well, yeah, there's no, there's no like, like women porn? power porn. I wouldn't call it rape. <laughs> oh, there porn. is though. Let is me tell there? you. Well, there's all kinds of porn, right? Yeah. And there's all kinds of movies, uh, film too, media mm-hmm. in general. But I'm yeah. gonna stick with porn. Let's stick with porn because porn is violent, and porn is an escape for a lot of people, and it's not healthy, and it's teaching or modeling sexuality in a very aggressive way, mm-hmm. and it, I feel that it programs people to be afraid of black men being with white women. Well, all of America has weaponized black skin, right? When police are showing up to any situation and it's a black man or woman, I feared for my life, I feared for my life. Oh, well, they didn't actually have a gun. We right. have we have a, America, that's why I keep saying we're all racist. We get brought up in this racist society that weaponizes black skin. And that's so, a great word. I love yeah, I was gonna say I love it's that. It's true. They don't have to be holding a gun. They can be literally running jogging away from with their a lives, jogging with a hoodie on. <laughs> we have weaponized as this racist society black skin. You know? As as a single not single, but when we are alone mm-hmm. uh, as women, because we've been taught these lies about black people and even though we know they're not fucking true um i will catch myself like crossing the street or like thinking about crossing the street when i see a group of black men Mm -hmm. and i I catch myself doing sexist shit all the time like talking about the way a woman looks or or what we think men should do for us when women mental about that yeah when women talk about like well my boyfriend husband partner whatever should do this and i'm like why well because he's a man and he's a like that's his job and i'm like is it yeah yeah, what's your job roles Mm -hmm. and i think people are like you're saying they're very attached to gender roles and they're very attached to race roles i was just wondering what the impact would be say for african-american women who feel that white women are stealing their african-american men i mean that's definitely a conversation look at the portrayal of white women gagging down four black dudes where where are the I'm where sorry the, gagging down for what is that uh, I don't know deep, what deep throating deep throating a lot of black cock oh, okay <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't know how else to paint this picture for and, you and and anyway I've I listened to a maybe? bunch of TED talks and it used to be a lot of touch and sensuality now it's not it's literally like they're not even touching each other if you look and see how the models that are performing the pornography models actors actors whatever you want to call it. <laughs> professionals professionals um there used to be sex and contact and this and that now it's not it's like multiple cameras and well, it's, it's all about yeah. penetration 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 like hyper focus 80 back to add clip 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 and it's ultra violent <laughs> ultra like penetration and no sensuality no foreplay unless it's anyway, give, me some, give me some of that 80s so soft I'm porn one, well i'm just wondering if it's perpetuating racism well, why do you think that the number one searched or watched was Big Black Cock? I don't really. I, I don't, don't know. I haven't watched a lot of porn, so I, I, yeah. I, I, it's not. It wasn't my jam. I like the whole buffet, but I don't know. It was. I was just found it very curious, and it's very dehumanizing to women. All porn is, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Uh, but maybe. in particular, some of the role playing that they would do would be. An, every an white attack. man's nightmare and every 
African-American woman's like, oh, look at these white women. They'll do anything for a black guy. And they play on the stigmatism. I mean, some of the porn is like, hypnot- like they actually call it out, like, hypnotize your wife really wants, all women really want. Mm-hmm. Like, so sexist. And enslave <laughs> and or... Uh, they have slave porn? Yeah, slave porn and not BDSM. <laughs> like, no, no, like, yeah. Like, he's the slave or the house... That's still a thing. ...and word... Oh, it's yeah. I'm, so, I'm sure it's ran- I mean, if and it's the number one searched. See, the only thing category. that it would be really interesting to bring in like a racial issue and like a porn expert on that because right now all we can do is really guess. But here's my guess, and I think it's a really good one. Um, starting with the the thesis that we were born and raised in a racist society, mm-hmm. and some of us are, are overtly racism racist, and some of us are not so overtly like passively racist. Um, so the overt racists have this internalized hatred and to watch it play out in a sexual way, like Mm -hmm. could be a weird turn on for them. Mm -hmm. So like to these, you have these two different types of people who I fucking, you know, this racist that hates black people and hates people of color. Right. And then to see them be violent, maybe like further, like sexually violent Mm -hmm. with a white woman, like further imbues that hatred. Mm -hmm. And then you have passively racist people who are watching this porn and like, it's like literal, um, it's literal, like liberal porn. It's like, Oh, well I get to see, you know, equality on screen of black men and white women. And it's beautiful. Okay. That's my, that's my hypothesis right there. I, I think that's part of it. I guess I was going more towards the brainwashing and the MK Ultra or the propaganda. Like in World War II, they would pass out flyers about but people I'm, dehumanizing I'm curious about why them. we can talk about why it got made and like the racism of the director and the people involved. But I'm curious why it's the number one search. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's what really because people are going to make all kinds of crazy porn. Yeah. But why are people looking for it right. that much? You know. Right. Maybe maybe because it isn't it's a fantasy like you know people don't want people know I think it's a well known fact that like well, taboo, rape right? fantasy is a it's like a it's like a big fantasy mm-hmm. of some women I would hate that like like that doesn't turn me on but and that's fine if it turns you on but that's like a number one rape fantasy thing like that's the mm-hmm. number one fantasy for women really yeah like wait, oh wait, strangers come yeah wait, it's like on, a stranger what? comes in you don't know and then they like have sex with you but it's so pleasurable because you, and it's like a stranger rape kind of situation oh I didn't know that it's a fantasy it's not a porn yes it's it's like a, a female wait, fantasy of mm-hmm. that and I thought that was the craziest thing but wait you're saying it's not their favorite porn to watch no women? no it's a fantasy huh it's a female fantasy so women entertain the notion of having pleasurable rape wow. yeah which is like that's an oxymoron right right <laughs> but women actually this is a women I'm sorry I'm getting confused this isn't porn this is a survey that asks women, what's your number one type of fantasy? What are your fantasies like, of it? Oh, I'm on a cruise ship and this stranger grabs me from behind and ravishes me and I protest, but I really like it. He yep. knows just what he's and doing. And then you read all, you read all the, the novel, the we fantasy need, books and they, they're wow. kind of the same way. Like we the stable boy comes in and, an expert, ties, a porn we do, expert. Patella, this kind of ties expert. in with that loop that you were talking about as far as like it's internalized the, misogyny. Yeah. yeah. Or this mm-hmm. internalized. I, I hate that N word. I hate, but and, and meanwhile, he's masturbating to him. Of yeah. Black guy. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they're making that because it's like secretly people are so interested in interracial um, stuff. Well, it's taboo. Still. It's taboo. It's and still so maybe that's culture. why they're making it. Cause like, you know, if you read these, like I'm saying, you read these novels. I'm, so do you feel that it's, a re- I don't know. It could be something like that. But, <laughs> 
again, like this isn't mainstream racism, right? This is an insidious, non-talked about topic, right? The taboo of even porn, let alone racist porn, let alone gay porn or same-sex porn. Is it porn. racist porn? I was going to say, I don't think it's racist. Uh, to me, it's some of the portrails are extremely we, well, racist. So we have to do some the, research. We actually just watch this. Porn is obviously yeah. weird, like, but the, the just or big black cop. little like, white schoolgirl walks and then there's four gang. Like, they couldn't look any more like gang members. Come on. I mean, it's... So it's that's the storyline. Really, okay. I think there's a different conversation between Big Black Cock because there's the, you know... The myth? Yeah, the myth that Black Cock is bigger. So, like, it's if not, you want that's a big cock... That's when you're watching porn, well. don't you want to see a big cock? So, like, they go... People look. People want the big ones, so they go with the black ones. So maybe it's then, a lot easier than we think it is. It's like it's right. simple. We just want big and dick, and this is what we think the big porn. dick is. Okay. So maybe yeah. these are two separate conversations. Because huh, when you watch porn, you want a big dick, right? You don't want a tiny little thing, right? You want to watch the woman getting pleased. So maybe know. that's the big black cock. Every thing. genre, they probably they have pinky. They have all. You name it. Yeah, but type it's it, not the number one. It's not the number one small search. penis. Right. People want the big penis, and and right. then the big right. penises are that's... people think are the, but that are myth black. is propaganda as well. I think it's that going back to the I World War II pamphlets. They is would, it? Pa- the Germans would drop off these flyers of cartoons of African Americans and the the whoever the street cleaners the fucking their wives. Like this is hmm. propaganda, guys. This isn't just. I mean, segregation is. A, a propaganda I mean, machine. I can see how there would be some racist porn, but I don't think the number one search history being big black cock is in itself racist. People want to see big co- big, big people want to see big cocks, big cocks and people I think guess. that black people have the biggest cocks. I don't actually know if that's true or not. I don't know if there's a study the ma- that measured. I'm going to say the majority of it is a storyline yeah. of the taboo and tying into the it's it's naughty, it's not mm-hmm. appropriate. They shouldn't be doing it. A lot of the portrayals are the boyfriend's away. He's so cute. I, I, I he's that happens with white. That happens with white people. Yeah, there's porn a lot too, of taboo though. in sex in general. I'm sure there's also racism, but I don't think BBC. I'm obsessed is. with Big Black Cock. I admit it. <laughs> Bring it. Shovel it down my throat. No, I'm just kidding. But I. All right. I. I just a lot of the storylines. Hot. Me That's hot. Plays plays with the whole taboo. Yeah. And plays on the racial. Does it, or is that something I, that's inside of you that maybe you need to take a look at? I think we I, I need don't to watch all porn watch. To know this. <laughs> we should definitely bring in a specialist who knows more about this and knows whether to like call you out and be like, oh, maybe you have an internalized bias Possibly. that you're not realizing, and that's why Possibly. you think it's taboo. But it's not the, it's or not the porn idea. Is there racism in porn? That's a great question. I like it. I don't know. I feel like there is. I think there has to be. You watch more porn sexism. than I do, so I think there's definitely racism in porn. I don't know if it's directly linked. I think all points there's here are ageism, valid. <laughs> there's ageism, racism, everything is oh, amplified sure. and exaggerated. But is it an sex. actual problem or there's ageism, sexism, racism in life? So right. is it amplified in porn That's or is it just right. there? So it, this, right. is, this is a conversation that I think deserves to be had when there's someone that has But see, we, we could ask that right. about film. Is film, replica, uh, is film mirroring life or creating it? Is, 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 you know what I mean? Is it a, it's both. Yeah. It depends on the director. It depends on what they want Whereas to achieve. Whereas porn... Is unlike the Oscars, it's although fantasy. they do have, fantasy. it's no one's talking about what they are watching, and the amount of viewership is growing. The amount of women becoming addicted to porn is growing. Uh, people are spending more and more time on it. So, anyway, I just was wondering if it's helping. Yeah, in a, I mean, I know there's the history a more back channel way of perpetuating porn has racism. been shown to 
change like sexual ideals like young men will be watching too much porn and yep. they think oh this is the way that it's supposed to happen yep. this is the way i'm supposed to do it this yep. is sexy girl with big boobs blonde hair yeah like, and it's that big, easy big lips big the main mouth. Thing like is i'm supposed that... to smack them i'm supposed to or come how on easy their face is. Or I'm how easy to, i don't know what or are how... some of the myths that have been perpetrated that have been totally. affect boys like, totally can you name some more young men well i i just know what long-term porn use does to young men yeah but yeah, all of that is exaggerated and like it's not so certainly reality. It's any all media fantasy. That, that has any media can have a big effect and porn has had a big effect on society, but I don't yeah. know about its racism. I'm going to say that porn has a much larger effect than people are aware of because mm-hmm. it's not no discussed one talks about it, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's not reviewed and critiqued. And hey, hey, did you see that big black cock movie where the four guys that look like gang members were fucking the shit out of this petite little white girl in the school Oh, yeah, outfit? I saw that. I watched it on Friday. Yeah. Like, versus, I had a real good time. Versus uh, uh, the, the Pan- Black Panther movie. What yeah. was it called? Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, are you talking about Black Klansmen? No, that too. Okay. I guess my point is we could discuss that at the water cooler at the office. Mm-hmm. But not porn. Right. But meanwhile, see you. that's all I'm saying. That's a good can't good, discuss porn. Good can't points. discuss Black Panther. Oh. And we're not aware of how it's shaping the lives or uh, of young boys and young women who have to deal with the young boys. But I don't think it's just young boys anymore. The non-talked about things are what really shapes us the most yes. because that's what we think about yes. the most because we cannot talk about it with somebody else. So Correct. It's, it's the it's the depression you feel without getting it taken care of. It's the porn you watch. Yep. It's the feelings that you have inside your head that you don't verbalize. It's all that is actually what your world is well, made the, out of instead of yes. things that you talk to somebody over the water cooler. The Those are 10-minute moments. Yeah. Back to the objectification, yep. right? It's that. It's the illicitness, and then it, it, it trickles down. Porn is a... Guys, it's billions. Of, it's a larger industry than the film industry. Oh, yeah. Movies. Mm-hmm. Movies are on the way out. Porn is on the way up because it's an internet vehicle. Film is... Suffocating, and now we have more content than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, the Too big executives, or I mean, anyway. So it's insidious because it's not talked about. I agree. I don't know any porn experts. Is there even a, a, a certified? Oh, there is. Sure. There, there totally is. is. There may be an addiction you can find expert, anything, but they may not. Know, do you, all right. So that would yeah, be. Yeah, if you are a porn expert, I consider myself a porn expert. Give us a ring. <laughs> but Shoot us a, a comment. Something. We want to have you on the show. We're going to find, find someone us. so that we can have this conversation but, a little bit deeper. But, it, but it, what would that be, though? What would a porn expert be? A social impact? The impact of pornography? Let's Google it and find them and bring them on. Or her. Or her. Um, okay. Uh, what do you guys feel about open marriage? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Open marriage or open relationship? Um, polyamory. Oh, polyamorous? Polyamorous. All I found was expert porn video. i got to stop Googling porn expert. <laughs> <laughs> Google's going to look at your search history and be like, mm. journalism. She can't get gonna, a, uh, I'll just play that card. Lululemon star can't even be her therapy dog. That's ridiculous. <laughs> when I worked in radio, I would have to Google all, on the work mm-hmm. computer, Google all the Kinds things. Yeah. Stuff. Radio's, radio's a um, whole other universe. What was your question? Polyamorous relationships. Um, open marriage. Open marriage. Uh, friends. Being just friends, friends with benefits. No, we're getting too big. We have too many paintbrushes out. Okay. Okay, one paintbrush. You want to do open marriage? Sure. Too many paintbrushes. I'm like, it's too much painting. Put your paintbrushes down. She's your favorite paintbrush. Um, no, because you were 
several different subjects that are related but not entirely yeah. right. So yeah, what what do you? F I mean, look at the divorce rates right now. Mm -hmm. And um, is marriage rate also down? Are, that's a great question. I don't know. Are people also are not getting married? People get, well, people are getting married later, having fewer children. Yep, that's a thing. Divorce rate is up. So. Well, life is hard. Life is too damn hard, and people, it's hard to commit to somebody. People are living longer. Maybe that has something to do with it. But there's a lot more, I guess. I think this question has a relatively simple answer for people like us. Okay, go ahead. Um, I personally have never been in a polyamorous, rela polyamorous relationship. I haven't had to think about it. If right. someone like proposed that to me, I would have to think about it. If my current partner proposed that to me, I'd be like, no. Mm -hmm. um, but be you, do you, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Well, right? they're very separate things. Let like having a, having an open marriage and having a polyamorous relationship are totally different things. Well, mm -hmm. Being polyamorous means that Everyone I am in a relationship in with one, two, three, however many people are and in our relationship. All and in they're the all together. So I have to like go coffee with Thomas, but I also need to like go to coffee with Chella. And, and Thomas then, and Chella are going to go to coffee. They're going to go to they're coffee. They're going to drink tea together. And then <laughs> I have to like phys physically and emotionally meet all of your needs and you have to meet all of these. It, it, that is a whole oh, different so relationship than having open marriage where you're like, yeah, you can have sex with other people. Just don't tell me about it. Or, or just you can have sex, sex with someone else and tell me about it. That's I feel like open marriage and polyamorous are totally different things. I agree with you. I so, personally could not do a polyamorous relationship. Why even call it a relationship? You're just having sex with multiple people. You don't have to put a title on it. Like, why are they, why are they titling? Like, I don't want to insult the, the three of us polyamorous community. I know a lot of them. They're wonderful people, but I just don't think I could do it. And if I did, I wouldn't be like, well, Chella and I and Tom are in a relationship, so like, you have to talk to us. I'd be like, that's too many people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an emotional boy, and I, c I can't handle one person. Exactly. Like, I'd be like, let's just not call this a relationship. I, mean, I certainly <laughs> understand why they call it a relationship. Those three are not going to go sleep with anyone other than those three. So but personally, I'd be like, oh, why yeah. are we even no, I classifying either, this? I get it. <laughs> I get it, but yeah. yeah. But would you, all right, so what would you prefer uh, an open marriage or a marriage where you're not, you don't trust your husband or your partner? Neither. Why be in a relationship at all? That's my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. If you want to have an open marriage, have an open marriage. But I wouldn't. I would choose neither. I would choose me. What does that mean? It means I would not be if I if my partner wants to be in an open marriage, or if they if I don't trust them and I think they're sleeping around, buy to both options, and I'll just be <laughs> single and find a new partner that wants the same relationship that I want and also isn't cheating on me. Like it's pretty simple. So for me, anyway. If your partner now said, "Hey, I'm kind of in, interested in dating other people, and you can date other people too." Cool. Do that. Bye. Don't need to talk to you anymore. You're, you're no longer dating right, well, this so people. So there's a dating right. process. So for you to date someone and call yourself dating someone, you're exclusive with that person. So well, a conversation has been had, yeah, at that point. It's also safety. Like, you have to ask. You need to know who they're sleeping with right. from a health perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there but, comes a time in a relationship where it's like, okay, we've been dating. We're not exclusive for like two, three months. Now, like, hey, do you want to be exclusive? Like, we don't have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, but like... You want to do the exclusive thing yet? So the exclusivity is just in the, the sexual department. The wow. Which is actually an interesting point because I had this conversation with Cameron, the guy that I'm seeing, and he thought that... Hi, Cameron. Cameron. I know, right? <laughs> he loves Talking that. about you. I hope he doesn't see this. We had that conversation about exclusivity, and I went out. I, I live here. He lives there um, in Arizona, and I'm in California, for people that don't know. Um and we had the conversation about exclusivity, and then a few weeks later, I went out with a guy friend, and we went and you know played video games at uh, Dave and Buster's, whatever. And Cameron kept calling it a date, and I was not correcting him, even though it wasn't a date. Uh, and then he he didn't get upset, but he was like, "Well, you know, 
I just, he, I could tell that he was upset. And I was like, okay, wait, we had the, we're not, like, I can go on dates still. Like, that's not what exclusive means. He's like, oh, that is what I thought exclusive meant. I was like, okay, then why wouldn't we just call each other boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah. That, see, I, I would we're just not, skip There's a lot of wordplay here. That yeah, at that point, there's a lot of wordplay. And it's also, really interesting. Right? it's also like, um, people don't are you emotion, are you, is he not giving you something emotionally that you are still looking for in another partner? Like, he's physically, you don't have to answer this, but like, well, I'm not people are physically dating. satisfied. Wait, no, she I'm does not have dating. to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I always give people an out. Wait, I should not do yeah. that. Well, but like, wait, yeah. If I was dating, the answer to that would probably be yes. Like, I'm still looking for a partner that he's not satisfying that. Mm-hmm. I'm not dating. Yeah. I am hanging out with my guy friends because. Well, that's not a date. Exactly. Was it a date? No. Well, then, then fuck you, Cameron. Like, I know. the program. It's a, it's a jealousy <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know? Then call me your girlfriend. Well, no, he's, bitch. He, he, well, he's still see, trying to define. He's still trying to define. We both are. Yeah. But You're figuring it out. So it's yeah, not I a jealousy thing. He's insecure about where he stands and w- what your dynamic is. Sure, which is why we have the conversation about exclusivity. Or maybe he's asking because maybe he wants to do something. I'm just saying. We had the conversation about exclusivity, which I think is important to know, mm-hmm. like, sexual partners, make sure that you're being safe. So is, is all right. Then so, we defined exclusivity, which okay, I didn't realize right, we had to do. But hold on. But what's interesting to note is it's more of a concern of, woo, I'm dating, but I ain't sticking my dick in nobody. And that's cool. That's almost like I'm getting my emotional needs needs net needs met needs met emotional needs met from everyone but you. But I'm only pollinating with you. No, it's pollinating. I love that. But I'm just saying, like that's that's, cute because of the world we live in, and obviously STDs. I get all that, but it's almost like we have a saliva contract that's more valid and intact. Than our emotional heart and love language. It depends on the person. Fall in love with someone, and you should check your safety first. So the conversation of exclusivity and not having like a title yet is just, am I safe? Then having a title is okay. I've been with this person long enough. Sex without love. Of course, doesn't everyone? You can have sex. You fall in love with someone. What? Is I'm not new? judging you. I, I have, Sorry, mom. I've had, I've had plenty of sex without love. That's yeah. my problem. My I would prefer is, not to, but I don't fall in love that quickly. I get that. Um, it, it's just I'm just mm-hmm. putting a note like it's more of a safety and I don't know. Like wh- why date then? Like I'm, It's a timing thing. I fully expect that we're going to be there, there eventually. But while we're not there, I want to make sure he's not sleeping with that. other people. Yeah, we've both had conversations about eventually At what being point in relationships. Do you, right, so I he guess, just got out of a relationship. Like, he's nowhere near ready. And I'm still trying to figure out if he's going to, like, be emotionally be ready, ready yeah. or if that's just who he is. But She's that's just a very that. specific example. There was example. also an age thing as well. Yeah, he's... How old am I? <laughs> two years younger? Mm-hmm. He's two years younger. <laughs> oh, he's two years younger. Okay. Um... I'm fast. All right, so I'm fascinating. I, I'm fascinated. I get. I, with I'm this. picking up everything you're laying down. Good um, girl. Yeah. So I get it. But definitely, if you ask me if we were being exclusive, I would probably just jump to like if someone was doing this to me, I would just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not going to go on dates anymore. Mm. But they can still like. I mean, I'm. Then fr- what's the point of just not being boyfriend girlfriend? Exactly. That's why yeah. I would be like. That's what why are we exclusive doing? to me just means sexually. I get what, what you're saying the, now. What I've what never thought of it that way, but now I get it. Of yeah. Sexual exclusivity. Safety and just like not, it's a step towards security. It's like a, it's a little baby step towards like, okay, we're going to, we're not going to sleep with anybody else. We're going to see how that feels. But we're still seeing other people 
Because just in case you like someone, so you feel a spark, then I'm you'd be like, especially when you're long distance. I'm going to yeah. circumscribe my passions and keep them in due order to maintain this sexual contract, this saliva agreement. What? But can, you make out, can you make out with people or is it just like no penetration? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. What's, because what's like, the agreement? Yeah, what's, what's the agreement? I mean, can you, can it you ain't a date, date at Dave and Buster's, but hello. Because oh like, if, if you're dating someone, <laughs> the, 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 the possibility of kissing them will come up. Pretty but it quickly. wasn't a date. But if you don't have sex with them, it's not it's not as um, unsafe. Can you just jerk, and that's totally can you different, jerk right? The guy off, and I mean, there was no saliva exchange. No, that's manual sex. Yeah, I was gonna say sex is like Whoa, below I the belt, the terms. right? I feel like sex is below the belt, but like exclusivity is be like chastity but belt on people. You could people. get herpes just from macking with a dude. You could. So where, But I think it's different. Like the, the intimacy is different. The odds of getting herpes from just and pretty much probably someone. everyone already has herpes. It's just whether or not you have cold sores. Like, yeah. Everyone's probably got it. But um. The shit out of me right now. <laughs> Plus, well, again, like I said, he does not live here, so I definitely kissed one of my girlfriends for New Year's Eve. Yeah. What's good, Gwen? Um, okay. So you're all over the place. Not gay. Which, which also but is another total door because to I, just I like totally love kissing that. women and I'm not gay. So like that's also very another. Well, I think men should be allowed to kiss men too, but then there's a whole homophobia thing. Like yeah. women get a We're getting way off track. track so. We're getting way off track. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I, and I feel that any man that wants track. to have two women should totally be down to have two. Oh. Two oh, okay. Yeah. Woman. No, it's all about We're the here threesomes. for that. No, I'm just no, saying. No, no. He's saying that if, if, if a guy's like, yeah, totally. You make out with guys. Fuck yeah. That's what he's saying. He's saying that like if a guy's like, oh, I like to watch two girls together, he should be fine. And the girl's like, oh my God, I can't handle two guys. I'm like, no, you just watch us. We'll do all the work. I just think it's funny that your example includes a threesome. (laughs) I'm talking about the hypocrisy that I know, I know, I know, I know. I just think it's funny that your example includes a threesome. No, I'm back to propaganda and and what's acceptable. It's acceptable for two women to be with a guy because every guy's fantasy, but they can't handle another guy's penis around with their women. I'm talking about male insecurity mm-hmm, and misogyny mm-hmm. here, and it's embedded in our DNA. Well, Why would also I be the ownership thing? I think we should probably wrap this up, okay. but I want to touch on there's the ownership thing. So, just, like, if there's two women and one dude, like one dude can impregnate two women, but if you're with your girl and there's another dude, well, now there's two penises. Like, she could possibly not have your baby. She could possibly have a much better time too. I'm just saying. But I, I, before we wrap this yeah. up, I just want to—I want to leave—I want to leave while I'm doing my New Year's resolutions and all my sexual hiccups. Happy New Year! I want to understand—I I really want to understand what openness in a relationship is because it sounds to me—and we're getting just one person, Chella. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like there's certain rules and like parameters for what is an open marriage or an open. It's yeah, like, has to, there has to be. There has date? to be. Or what's else a date it's not then? Work. And then it's dating, and it's, it That's sounds why like all this word in relationships play. is important because it's different with each and every yep. relationship. What each person wants, they need what they expect. Ta-da. What you want, you need and expect. And if you want to have an open marriage or relationship or be yeah. polyamorous, you have to set guidelines. I think the only—I mean, I've never done it, so I don't know. But I feel like in order for any of this to work, because yeah. it's so complicated and emotions are crazy, you have to be like, these are the rules. We have worked out every possible situation we can think of. These right. are the rules for this. We have an exit strategy. We have plans. And if there's solid rules, go have fun. But you have like a parameters. Because right. if you're just like, we're just going to try it out and see what happens, right. that's never going to work because someone's going to get upset. And that's the part what you were touching upon with the polyamory. It's way too much work emotionally. But to me, an open yeah. relationship, to me, I would be more concerned about who that person's emotionally involved with. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, oh, you're lonely, I'm away, you're in another state. You did a little what you got off. 
That's and not that's a problem for me. I just don't want to share my heart with right. five other people. Yeah, and that's, but, for me, that's me too. It's, it'd be it's much not more an ownership firm. thing. Yeah. Uh, as far, I mean, it could be an affectation. It could just be, hey, whatever. That's to me. Um, what do you call it? That's the. Um, that's like the icing. I don't want to call it the icing on the cake. But if you're, I feel like, the reason why I talk about open marriage is like marriage is kind of a sham. A lot of people are totally disenfranchised with the property part of it. Yeah. Right. And it's like I can imagine myself just being exclusive and monogamous emotionally. And if the woman wants to do something or have a fantasy or have a rape fantasy on a cruise ship, what happens She's on the cruise ship, can she can share it with me and maybe it'll be arousing for me. Maybe it'll be uh, a lust, insecurity, f- new fantasy for me. Who, I'm just saying I'm not going to share my heart. I'd be more inclined to want to be safe and secure with my heart. And the contingencies of safety based on their sex other than the disease concern, which I totally get, I wouldn't be too concerned if she was sleeping with someone else or he was sleeping with someone else. I'd be more concerned with who they're spending their time with, who they're more compatible with, and why they're not, when every chance they get, being with me mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. No, I, That's I, why I was just curious. I get that. But all these dating things and all these terms and stuff like that, like that's manual sex and all this other stuff. I'm like, I am completely too fucking old. Please just put me out to the pasture and shoot me after we get uh, Camilla or someone elected. I mean, don't you get even uh, mad with your my job like, is done. Your girlfriends, too. I mean, like if you're if you're like, oh, they're hanging out without me, like you feel hurt. It's yeah. just like human relationships. Your heart in your that means so much more. I'm not sleeping with my girlfriends, but right. if they, you know, don't invite me to a party, I'm going to be crushed, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that, right? An example totally. of like your friends exiting them out of a group. You're just being exed out of a tinier group if your partner's yeah. like cheating on you, or you're being exed out, you know. But again, that's part of what Chell is navigating. It's like yeah. there's the demographic, there's these issues, these issues, but it doesn't become a concern until it becomes a concern, and now you're getting probed on what the definition of a date is, and you're like, look, dude, I'm emotionally invested in you. The rest is non-consequential other than my fear of diseases and everything else. Really, what's the hiccup? Are you going to move out here and provide a more stable relationship? Oh, damn. Now I'm we're just, like five I'm steps her ahead. Off. I'm marrying her off. Thanks for watching. Thanks, like guys. and subscribe. <laughs> I'm Happy New Year. further embarrassed me. Find a sex expert. Please, I have it's real us. issues. We are the experts. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. If we... Uh, if we offended you, we're yeah. very happy. <laughs> You're welcome.